so the journey kind of has been like a real journey of me realizing that I'm even good at it, that it's a gift, that I like know how to talk to people and like bring people's energy out in photos. Um, and for me, like that's the most important part of my photography. Like I don't think, I don't think it's possible for me to do the work that I do if I'm not the person that I am, if that makes sense. Welcome to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. I'm your host, Kenna Klosterman, bringing you true stories from behind the lens and behind the lives of your favorite photographers, filmmakers, and creative industry game changers. From their struggles to their wins, we get the real human stories about why they do what they do. I believe there is something to learn from everyone's story. Listen, get inspired, and discover why in the end, your creative journey is all worth it. So before I bring Rashida on, uh, we are super excited here on Creative Live to be partnering with Black women photographers for a conversation series uh, that is uh, for the month of February in honor of Black History Month. And if you haven't already, go check out Black Women Photographers, the website, global community database featuring so many amazingly talented photographers. Uh, It was started by Polly Orungu uh, just about six months ago, and it has taken off so many resources and again, so many talented photographers like Rashida, who is known as Rashida Z, or many different nicknames, as we were talking about earlier. Um, And I'm just excited to bring her on from New York City. She's a photographer, a creative director, a storyteller. And we're going to be talking about her life, her photography, and all the fun things. Um, So Rashida, welcome to Creative Live. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for our talk. (laughs) I am as well. So Rashida, I always love to go through people's Instagram feeds and everything before I have them on. And you have this awesome, it's, you know, back in time, um, picture of you and it was for a kids ad, I believe. And it says, if you have a gift, use it. Everything else will follow. So talk to me about that. Talk to me about discovering your gift and taking the leap to, to use it. Oh man. Um, first of all, this journey has been like Every journey in life is long, right? Um, and so I think my journey in photography, kind of like my, my recognition of the talent that I had kind of started in high school. Um, so I went to um, Wayne Fleet High School in Portland, Maine. Um, I grew up there. I was born in Antigua, just disclaimer. I was born in Antigua. I moved to Maine when I was about eight years old and went to Wayne Fleet High School. And so it was a performing arts high school because I love performing. I love like the arts. Um, And I took a photography course and, you know, took photos. My dad bought me a camera and then I just kind of like, you know, would capture people in my path at school around um, and do as many creative things as possible. I even started like a photography business um, doing, yeah, doing like headshots and um, senior photos in, for people. In high school? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think okay. I did about like maybe four or five people's photos. I can't say they were amazing. <laughs> But I did them, um, and then my camera actually got stolen, and I got into, like, this... I never told my dad until maybe, like, a year after, Um, and I got into this, like, really crazy rut where I was like, I'm just not going to do it, so I just didn't do photography. I had this idea to have a whole business, but it just... The camera got stolen, and I was like, I'm done, Um, and so I think I maybe was, like, 17, 16, 17, 18... Um, and then I moved to New York when I graduated high school. Um, and my sister, Janelle, she's wonderful. Like she's probably the reason why I'm doing this. Um, she's just such a huge supporter. And I moved to New York to essentially help her and like figure out what I can do for work and, you know, just to make my life a little bit more meaningful um, since I'm under DACA. So I couldn't work directly out of um high school. I couldn't work. I didn't go to school. Um, It was just kind of this like really weird place to be in. And so I decided to move to New York and help her out. And she would just 
I don't, I don't really remember where it started, but she just was like, you're really good at this. Like, just, you should do it. And I was like, okay, like, I'll do it. And then she was like, no, she didn't like actually do it. And I was like, okay. So the journey kind of has been like a real journey of me realizing that I'm even good at it, that it's a gift that I like know how to talk to people and like bring people's energy out in photos. Um, and for me, like that's the most important part of my photography. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's possible for me to do the work that I do if I'm not the person that I am, if that makes sense. Um, talk, let's, let's talk more. Yeah. Let's talk more about that because I see that in your work. Um, I know you write about that as like, it is that connection with people that, um, and I always find that with people who are portrait photographers, like that is the, you have to have that like energetic connection. So Tell me more about how you do that or what is it conscious? Is it just who you are as a person? Like, did you, when was it that you like realized that that was the thing? Um, one, I think it's unconscious. Like I just naturally, I love people so much. And the way that I grew up, it was just kind of natural to connect with people. Um, but I think I actually recently realized that I do have that ability and me and my sister, the same sister, kind of talk about that a lot. It's like, how is it that I connect with people so easily and like people want to talk to me? Um, it sounds silly talking about it, but <laughs> we're here to talk about this. Um, but I realized more so when I would assist um, other photographers on set, um, they would ask me to come on set to help with posing and to help with like relaxing people on set. And I was like, okay, is this just like, do I just allow that kind of space to happen? Um, and it's really about creating space for people at the end of the day. Um, in a lot of the shoots that I do, I take time to allow people to be, you know, like, cause if, if I don't allow you to be, I can't see who you are and how you can, I guess, give me the emotion that I might want or give me the pose that I might want. Um, so a lot of times, like, I'll be like, hey, like, I want you to do this pose and I will myself sit in and do the pose just so they see it. And then I'll kind of like hand it over to them to be like, OK, can you do this? Just sit in it, be as natural as possible. And then I'll kind of adjust. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that answers the question. That's kind of like how I create space for people and allow comfortability. Well, I think I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head with the with the creating space, because it's one thing to have, you know, a, a we all have our unique personalities and um, and that is something that comes out, can come out naturally. Uh, but when you could recognize it and, and verbalize that and, and, you know, it is, it is creating space for somebody to feel comfortable when you are a portrait photographer. And then there, then there are like, then you can start identifying like things you do like, Oh, go and sit and show them. And again, it, it's like you, yeah, you develop these like levels of skills that once you identify, you can repeat over and over. Um, I, I'm, so we're talking then about people. Let's talk about light. Um, I know I, I read that you wrote, there's just something about sunlight hitting us and the world we live in. It's authentic and true. And as a photographer, like, how do you Think about light as you are, you know, you're, you're managing the person and then you're managing the light. Like, what does light mean to you as you're as you're approaching your images? Oh, man. So <laughs> there's so many different forms of light in photography. You know, there's shooting outdoor and then that's natural light. And then there's shooting in studio, which you also have natural light. And then you're sometimes you do bring in extra lights around. Um, but for me, I try to keep light as natural as possible it's natural looking so sometimes if there's shadow like i love i love shadow like it just brings out so much emotion and shadow is created from light as well which is kind of like mind-blowing um to think about um but 
when I use light in my photography and with people, I try to make sure that it it's hitting the person at the right place, either on their face or maybe it's like a body part or I don't like light to be too harsh um, because that's just then you kind of take away the skin tone and the and everything around them. Um, but yeah, I, light is interesting. I want to do more with light in photography, but that, that I think is more like set building. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that, that, yeah, I mean, that, that is a whole different, you know, sort of skill set and, or not just skill set, but, um, way to approach images um certainly but it's that you know the the beautiful confluence of of the emotion of the person and then the emotion of the light that comes through i want to ask about oh go ahead oh no i was gonna say the the emotion of the light coming through it really it really does change an image like you can look at three different images and have different lighting and you'll you'll feel a little bit more with whether it's light or whether it's no light or it, it just all gives you a different emotion. And that's that's really my favorite thing about dealing with light. Yeah. And I, that's why I appreciated the, you know, the authenticity and joy that light that light can bring. I want to talk about this series um, that you did. Um, it's featured on your website, and in, in um, and it's you know two. Uh, I don't know if there are models or, or a couple or what have you. With the, and it's blue and just gorgeous. And and I I read that you wrote this was the last shoot I did in 2019 before my first day as a full time photographer. Um, and did what happened with this series? Um, did it get a lot of eyeballs and uh, go viral? And then, like, how did that? First of all, you were like, tell, "Let's talk about becoming like a full time photographer." What did that mean for you? And then, um, and then talked about that the, these this beautiful series. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so first of all, this series we shot this in maybe forty five minutes on my roof. On the 31st of December, I had to work that day. We also had, like, it was it was a lot. I didn't think the shoot was going to happen. Um, and we got two models. Um, they were wonderful, um, Jason and Khadija. And then the stylist, um, Simone Sullivan, she's amazing. Like, she, she really helped bring this shoot to life. Um, and just sidebar, like, the importance of a stylist and like models in a photograph, if you're, if you are creating a photograph, like the importance of them is just, it's overwhelming. Cause I, I, I can take a beautiful photo by myself, but they really all kind of brought that photo to life and they were models, but they showed up and they kind of like gave us what we needed and we worked together as a team and um, really created that. Um, but after we shot that, we got into my apartment and we looked at the photos and we were like, this is gonna go viral. <laughs> and this was like De December 31st, 2019. We're like, this is gonna go viral. So we're like, okay, we're gonna post it February 1st. And I actually completely forgot, like I edited those photos that day selected them and was done and I pushed them to the side and I was like, okay, posting it February 1st, posted it. And I don't know what happened, but those photos actually went viral, <laughs> which was wild to think about. Um, but it, can you remind me the, the rest of the question? Cause I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was just a, about like, what did that, like the timing of that happening? Um, and, and you talked about how that was when you went, um, full time as a photographer. And so what was that? Like, what did that mean to you going full time? Yeah. Um, it, it, was it was overwhelming um and also um what's the word confirming a bit um because it was my first like styled shoot that I did with anyone and like some time had gone by um before it before I released it um and so to see one 
people connecting to the images um, was just like so heartwarming to me because those images to me meant so much. You know, it meant, I mean, it meant love. It meant being connected, it meant um, supporting each other. And like that shoot to me was like my friends were supporting me and I'm like getting response. But for me, like that, that shoot was my friends were supporting me. Like we had this random idea to do this and to realize that like, whatever it is that I decide to like jump into my, I'm like getting teary eyed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for me, it meant whatever it is that I decide to jump into that people would be there to like, kind of like hold me up. Um, and it's, and then like the pandemic happened and I was like, what, <laughs> you know, like, where am I going to go from here? And then I was like, well, I don't want these photos to be, the thing that people see me as, you know, because things go viral. And so like all of these kind of thoughts of being supporting yourself and having people support you, but then not looking this way and not being this way and whatever. Um, and so going through the year and still having that photo like pop up often, like I hear that it's on like mood boards and this and that. And I don't even think it's my best work. I don't even think it's like the best that it'll get. Um, but it, it's that piece just represents kind of like the beginning um, for me, um, jumping into photography full time. I, I think it's beautiful. And of course, it's emotional when you think about all the people that support you along your journey. But again, that's like the same thing that you do for your, whether it's clients or subjects, you know, holding that space. And, um, and, you know, that's what the community is uh, in terms of, you know, not just the photography community, but like you said, you rely on your stylist, you rely on the makeup artists, you know, the, all of that. Uh, what, so you talked about like, oh, I don't think this is my, even my best work, but it's somehow connected with a lot of people. What are you most excited about right now in, in the work that you're creating? It's January. Uh, wait, no, it's February. <laughs> <laughs> it's February 2021 already. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, you go into um, going full time and then the pandemic happens. Like what has that meant for you or what 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 have you been um, what have you been doing? Like, how have you been staying in it? Oh, man, um, that I did a bunch of random projects during the pandemic. Um, a lot of the projects were like just capturing people, my friends, my roommate um, around the house. I took a random photos on my roof um, closer to when we opened up. Like I had people over and so I would like capture my friends on the roof. And then I did like, I think I think I posted a couple photos of my two friends, CJ and Nastasia. They're in um, a relationship. And so. I went over to their place and they, that they just moved into. And I was like, I just want to capture you guys. And so I did that. And those photos were beautiful. So it's I've been doing a lot of like capturing of people that's very close to me, <clears throat> my family. Like I went back to Maine and I captured them because, I mean, in the, in the photography world or just in the world in general, especially living in New York, you don't have time <laughs> to do these things. Um, and it's funny because I'm still kind of, it took me a while to fully work on all of those things because the world kind of opened back up. Um, but for me, I realized with everything that was going on with like Breonna Taylor and like Black Lives Matter and all of that, I was like, I just, I need my work to like do something or mean something or help the world in some way. Um, and I think in a way that kind of, it made me rethink like how I want to actually enter into the world of photography and of businesses and whatever it is that I'm creating. I, I, I really had to like sit down and be like, okay, but like, I can't, I can't just, do creative shoots just because like if I'm going to do a creative shoot I want it to mean something I want to learn about the people that I'm capturing I want to share their stories um, I want to celebrate us I want to do projects that 
or work on sets or do different commercial projects that actually are like helping um, my community and communities outside of that. Um, and so I, I hope that answers the question. That's that's kind of like the direction that I'm trying to go into. Um, so right now I'm trying to do a project. I I've thought about a project called um, Give Yourself Flowers. I think I posted about it the other day. Um, I'm still developing it, but I realized one, a lot of people in the community would talk about giving yourself flowers. Um, and I thought that was just so beautiful. I was like, yeah, like I've I get myself flowers often, but the idea and the concept behind celebrating yourself and taking time to do that um, was something that was really meaningful to me. So I was like, okay, you know, let me try and put this project together and capture people and talk to them about how they um, take time to celebrate themselves and also like extend it out for us all to do it for each other. So right now that's, that's like a little bit of what I'm doing rambling as well because I have another thing <laughs> um, and then another thing that was like really close to my heart was kids um, dealing dealing with kids and working with kids who want to do photography or who just want to dive into the world of art um, especially because I have nieces and nephews who are so talented and also are, are like in the art world and I think it's important to help uh shape them but not create a shape around them if that makes sense <laughs> um mm -hmm. it goes back to uh, holding space you know like you said uh, um and i think you know maybe that goes back to opportunity or you know when you when somebody sees like your sister did that you know hey you're really good at this or you're talented you know just you don't have to tell somebody what to do especially when it comes to kids but again like guiding them giving them that space um i want to go back to the to the flowers and, and and give yourself flowers because i love this concept especially right now like we should all be whether you're going out and buying flowers down the street or going out and picking them like and putting them in a vase like you know it's um it's it, it's it's so important um and and I think I I read somewhere at one of your posts, and this is you know something that I think we all encounter. But um, something you may not know about me is how much I judge my own self and my work, um, and and that this was can be you know my greatest downfall in 2020. So talk to me about self judgment and if there was like a moment where you know because we all experience this which is why i think it's so important to talk about it um you know in our journeys were there moments where you were like oh i don't know if you know if like can i still be doing this and then like how did you break through that um i'm still breaking through that <laughs> just so you know um i think even like Things like this, right? Like having this conversation or even being asked to do this. I didn't, I mean, it's it's really hard to sit down and look at yourself and see the accomplishments that you've even made. Um, for me, especially, it feels like majority of my life I've been like going, 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 trying to make sure that I'm like, doing something to make my life feel uh, worth it, I guess, whatever that means. Um, especially, you know, being under DACA and like trying to find work and then figuring out that I want to be a photographer and then being like, okay, I want to be a photographer. How do I make the money as a photographer? How do I do this? How do I do that? Um, and then seeing how saturated the world of photography is and seeing that so many people do the same thing, but like, that's okay. <laughs> um, that there's space for every, like there's, there's actually space for everyone, which is shout out, which is why I think it's so great that um, created, uh, sorry, I just blanked on the name, but um, Women for Creative Photographers. Live. Oh, women Black Women Photographers. photographers. Yes, Black yeah. Women Photographers and Creative Live. Like, I think it's great that, that Polly even created that because there's so much of us 
in this world doing essentially the same thing, but you know, there's there's a different niche for each each and every one of us. Um, and so for me, I I'm still working through like knowing that what I'm doing is enough um, because creatively you might think of something, but like. I don't know that a company is going to want me to shoot their campaign because is it too intimate or do you know like I I just I don't know I judge I judge my work all the time like do I know lighting enough did I did I do the shoot right um is this just it sounds silly it really sounds silly but it's a lot of it's a lot of judgment on myself of like I didn't go to school so why would I know how to do this? Um, I can accept the creative process that I go through, but I can't necessarily accept that I don't, I didn't study business. So there are things like underneath, you know, like I can be creative, but like, what is this underneath thing that need, that I need to hold myself up? Um, and so that right now is the biggest thing and the biggest struggle for me is like, how do I make sure that my business flow is like actually flowing? How do I make sure that I know, like that I know what I'm doing along the way? Cause I've gotten myself this far, I guess. And so giving myself flowers for that and like chairs, um, but also knowing like, what are the things that I need to work on and being okay with that. Um, and I think that, I think that's how I, I kind of um, work through these things in my head that's like telling me no you're not good enough I'm like you are <laughs> it's like there's one little bird on this shoulder and one little bird on this shoulder and that's I mean it, it is it is a daily practice you know and, and I don't and I don't think it actually goes away uh, <laughs> so then it, it becomes like how do you how do you manage that how do you like listen to one voice and like okay, I hear you, but I'm going to go listen to this other voice too. Um, and, and I just want to, um, you know, I keep looking over at these comments coming through and Lynn uh, Faustine says, uh, hello from Esparto, California. Now I am going to go buy myself flowers. So you do it. You do it, Lynn. I love it. I love it. Um, and, and so, and Pam is totally relating in terms of, you know, feeling comfortable with her photography, but not necessarily with the business side. And I think that that becomes, you know, a, a, that that can be sort of the defining, you know, difference between, between you know, who continues on and, and, you know, who goes a different direction, which is, which is fine. But it is, I think you know, you just said like, it's okay that I'm continuing to figure it out. And that's an important lesson to know that like, you know, we're all figuring it out <laughs> along the way. Right. Um, I want to go back to your, your, your childhood and talk about you as I love hearing about like little Rashida, um, you know, <laughs> and, you know, maybe it's before you came to the U.S. You had posted this cute uh, photo of you on Instagram and, you know, I wasn't always this grown. Uh, do you ever think about the fact that you were itty bitty kids once? What, what were, what were you like, what were you like as a kid, siblings? You said you had a sister. Was it always artistic? Um, like, tell us more. Yeah. Um, so I have a very large family. I am one of officially 10. But within, like, my dad, my mom and my dad, there's five of us. So I'm the middle child. Um, and me as a child is pretty much <laughs> the same as today. I want to say I would. I, I I think I can say that I've I've been the same. Like very very bubbly, very um, just like not in your face. But I'm. I, I like to show up and I like to make my presence be known. Um, I dance. I like dancing a lot. Um, I post a lot of random dancing videos on my Instagram. Um, I like to sing. So, like, I have a very artistic family. Like, my aunt's a singer. My auntie Michelle, she's a singer. Um, my dad, he carves sticks with, like, uh, canes. 
Um, so like, it's so beautiful. So I, I, I have like a very artistic family. So growing up, it was just, it was just kind of all there. Um, and I feel like my parents, even my mom, my mom's a hairdresser and like, she does makeup. She has her own, um, shop, which is, I've, I've seen businesses be run by my family, um, growing up nonstop. So, so I don't think it's like crazy that I'm in this like a mindset of creating a business for myself, but young me was <laughs> very, very driven all through like high school, all through middle school. I, I just always wanted to do things. I was in theater. Um, I like to sing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a fun, a ball of fun when you're, when you're you are a ball of fun, Rashida. <laughs> I love it. Um, this other post that I, I saw um, that you were talking about, you know, what's your superpower? So I want to ask you, what is, what's your superpower? You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I can't even, I have a lot of random superpowers. Like I can really untangle um, necklaces really well um <laughs> i'm so bad at that I'm so bad. it's strangely it's like a really i can i can do it um but i think my superpower is actually connecting with people just like locking in and allowing people to feel very comfortable with me um and i think i knew that growing up but it's something that i'm trying to like not actively step into because i don't want it to feel inauthentic um, but to understand that, like, I do know how to talk to people and I do know, I do like listening to people's stories and, you know, capturing people and seeing people. So I think my superpower is like bringing that out. I think it is a superpower. And, and, um, again, you've identified that and applied it to, you know, career and path and journey, um, and, and that's incredible. I love the fact that you come from a family of entrepreneurs, you know, and that and artists, uh, because it's one thing to um, it's one thing to, uh, you know, go to school. It's another thing to actually see the work being done. And that's the like, that's school, you know, <laughs> like, the that's really what I talk about. I really say like, I, I am in school every day. And it's hard <laughs> because it's almost like you're you're on that like spotlight. And I think that's sometimes where, you know, maybe the anxiety might come from a lot is that like my my life and the things that I do have always been like, OK, I'm just going to do it. And I like I like jump into it and I see how it's going to go and I like try to move, maneuver with it all. Um, but it really is just like living in school <laughs> in a way. The school of life. Uh, let's go back and talk about um, community and um, and and two things: community, and then sort of this, like you talked about, uh, wanting your work to make a difference. Tell me what more what you what you mean by that. Um. Wow. You know, that is something that I am still kind of like actively thinking about because for me, when I, when I think about photography, you know, it's a, it's a still image, right? And now what, like, what, what can we do with that? Like, how, how can I actually change anything in the world within a still image? And then I think about, you know, video work and it's, the movement in that actually uh, portrays a lot more um, in our world, which is something that I'm kind of like trying to segue into, like directing and um, dealing with film a little bit more. <clears throat> but over the year of 2020, I realized, I saw how much change a photograph can put out into the world, um, i.e. like, the protected series, like so many people reach out to me and talk about it and tell me how much it meant to them. Um, and so I think I realized just like as simple as it is, it, it to simply put it, 
is I want to make sure that whatever projects that I'm doing uh, align with the things that's important to me um, because I really believe that whatever you put yourself into um, authentically, it will be, it will spread um, in some way or the other because everything that I put into protected, like people say it to me without me having to say so. Um, so as, as words speak a thousand, mean, mean a lot, so do photographs, so do visuals, anything visual. Um, and so I, I think I'm just hoping to make more connections um, to help the community, whether that's like me just lending a hand um, to a business. If they can't afford photography, it's like, okay, well, I can do this for you whatever, if that's me connecting someone to a company or a stylist or what, whatever it may be, if I can help someone, um, you know, reach a goal, whatever that may be, um, I think that's, 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 that's my, <laughs> that's my goal. Tell me more, tell us more for people who haven't seen the series that you were just referring to protected. Tell us more about the series, what it was. And, and, and like you said, what, um, what the reactions were. Um, so protected for me, one, the re the way it came up is we were, I was out with some friends. I met Simone, um, and she had, did she had a bandana, I believe on or her hair, no, another friend had a bandana on and then she had her hair braided in a specific color and they matched. And I was like, oh my gosh, we should do a shoot like this. Um, and so I realized like the, the extent of what the shoot could actually mean. Um, and that was, you know, in the black community, like we do do rags, like we wrap our hair. Like I, I had my hair <laughs> tied up before I came on to, you know, make sure everything is like sleek and clean. And, you know, we do a lot of protective styles, like we braid our hair. And so I think all of those things that we do is, has a lot to do with being protective of our hair and our body and our space, you know, using body butters, all of that. Um, and so with creating this, um, I spoke to her about making it feel like a painting, you know, like kind of like the something that looks so like beautiful and like clean cut, but like almost like the people are using these, <laughs> like people are like connecting um, because there's, there's so, there's so much that goes on in, in our community um, just on the back end, but to just put us out there in front in, in a energy of like royalty, you know, I wanted it, I wanted it to feel like that, but even with like do rags, it can still look <laughs> like, really powerful and clean and not at not it not the way that I think the world typically looks look at do rags um and so there were also a lot of um series going around with the do rags and bonnets um and I almost didn't do it because I was like I don't want it to look like everybody else but I don't really believe in that I think I want to see people recreate the same concept and see how different people do it. Um, but yeah, for me, I just, I wanted it to feel like we were being protected to show how we protect each other, to show how we protect ourselves and our hair um, and to just show us as royalty, you know, blue was such a royal color. And we, we made that decision just kind of like really quickly um, and it, it worked. <laughs> so. Well, it, it, it is, yes, the, 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 the royal, the joy, the, you know, and, and all those layers that, you know, that you just talked to. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to, again, be able to, um, like, make, connect all those dots um, in, you know, in the moment um, for a project. And then, again, to see people react to that in that in that way and I really appreciate your sentiment for people out there like yeah you you see something and it you're drawn to it um and 
everybody's going to put their own spin on on something. And so just because you you know, it's an important lesson not to say like, oh, I can't do that because somebody else did. Like it's still going to be, you know, Rashida's style. Um and 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 so, you know, again, like what a beautiful um piece of work. Tell me about creative direction. And, um, you know, one of the things you multifaceted photographer, visual storyteller, creative director, like what is, do you see that aspect of a lot of people, you know, there's, there's photography that, you know, street photography, which is very different than sort of coming up with concepts and, and, you know, and, and sets and partnering with other people or what have you. So how do you approach the creative direction side and is that also something that you know you're looking to be hired for that aspect as well um i would love to be hired as creative director however i'm 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 doing everything very slowly um uh how i approach creative direction so a lot of the way that i kind of talk about Direct, how I direct people creatively, whether it's me just doing the shoot or if I get asked to be on set to like help with posing. Um, I try to I try to make sure that whatever it is that I'm directing is very close close to who the person is or the product um, or like whatever idea that I come to mind, I try and make it like flow, like feel as real as possible. Um, So a lot of like creative direction that I'll give on set is like, okay, if you're, if you're going to do this pose, like actually do it. Like, I don't, I don't want you to like hop off and like, I actually want you to run, like actually take off and do, and do the action. Um, so a lot of, a lot of creative direction is that for me. Um, but then when I come up with my creative concepts and I, I want to direct it well, um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's just, it's a very interesting process. (laughs) Um, because I, I find myself, I find myself thinking of things, but not being able to find like inspiration for it, if that makes sense, because it's coming from my brain. Um, if that, yeah, if that makes sense. Um, so I try to like, if I get, when I get on set and I share that creative direction, we then like build it together, right? And so it's a lot of talking about it. It's a lot of explaining like, oh, this is where I was coming from with this, but how do you, like asking the people on set or who's working with me, like, how do you think we can best put this together? Um, Working with set designers that actually understand what your vision is, because I can't do it all. (laughs) Like, I can have the idea, but at the end of the day, I want to shoot it um, because how I see it, is different than how someone else will see it. So building a team who can kind of like connect those, those dots um, is very important. Well, what strikes me about what you just said is, um, is yeah, we all, you know, we can come up with ideas, but sometimes they're hard to articulate or see like how it's, how you're going to get from like starting point to finish point. And so your, your, guidance or you know putting that out there to people that yeah you you can rely on those people around you to help figure it out and I think a lot of times as artists or if it's our shoot or we feel like we're supposed to have the whole thing figured out you know at at once it's a really important reminder to people that yeah I mean you you ask for help you know, or, or ask for input and ideas. And it's okay if, you know, somebody else comes up with a thing that it turns into. But I think it there's a there's a level of confidence in in being okay with that, that, um, that I see in you, you know, and that 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 being that people person, like, and accepting that you're you're holding space for everybody around you. That's part of it as well. 
talk to me about, uh, I know you talked about earlier, you mentioned assisting other, uh, other photographers, photographers, how did, how important was that for you and like encouragement to other people out there with regard to, you know, it's kind of going back to what we talked about, like there's school academic and then there's life, like talk to me about assisting other photographers and, and how that, um, impacted what you do. Yeah, um, it impacts me tremendously. Um, one, talking about how asking for help is really important. That is the one thing that I'm really bad at. <laughs> like, and I actively work on it, but I'm really bad at it. So in return, I was like, okay, so how can I, one, jump into this world of photography and that to me was assisting because I'm good at helping. <laughs> you know, I'm really good at helping. I'm bad at asking for help. So I reached out to Mark Clennon. He's an amazing photographer and just amazing friend, amazing person. Um, and I reached out to him to see if I could just like assist him and be his assistant in some way. And um, we created this really great relationship where it was like, I would help him on set, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like it was just like his show. Like he would, like we worked together. Um, and so the spirit for me of assisting and like reaching out to people is like one, just showing up. <laughs> like showing up is just so important and being on time, showing up for the person and showing up for yourself. Um, and showing up for yourself first, because if you don't show up for yourself first, you can't show up for anybody else. Um, and so like, I kind of just carry that with me in, in whatever settings I, I happen to be in. Um, but yeah, like assisting really, it really kind of brought me here um, because it put me in different spaces. It allowed me to sit back and not be the photographer who's, you know, thinking about all the things that's going on on set. Um, but you also just learn a lot in the way that, you know, one, how to do lighting, like learning lighting from someone else and seeing how they do it. It's not like you're stealing from them. You're just, you're creating a better relationship. And then I have the same people assist me, you know, um, and they want to assist me and they want, you know, we, we all, it's, it's, it's nice to, just create a community of people where like you're not competing you're just you're helping each other and that that to me is is like the most important um way for me to live and be i i think it's interesting that you identify that you're have a that it's hard to ask for help um even though you're a helper of of people um and I think, I mean, this is a, it's an important lesson. It was an important lesson that I'm still learning from, you know, myself as well, because I have, I also like have a hard time asking for help. And I'm always trying to figure out like, is it that I feel like I'm putting a burden on, you know, somebody else or, um, but I think, you know, one of the beautiful things, like you said, like if you have people assisting or whatever, like you're, you're asking somebody for help is giving them an opportunity. And, and so, you know, looking at it in that way, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's all these things that are work, you know, that we have to continue to, to, to practice ourselves. I love that you said, said that, um, that you're giving someone the opportunity because, um, I, th I think it was actually last year, like within the first month of me moving into being full time, I met up with a friend of mine, Crystal. Um, she has this underwear line, which is just amazing. Uh, but we met up and we we're talking and she was like, you know, I'm just having such a hard time like figuring this out. But then I sat down and I was like, OK, I need help. But if I reach out to someone for help, it gives them the opportunity to do the thing that they want to do. <laughs> so it's like, it's not putting a burden on anyone. It's li it's literally like opening up that door of opportunity, of connection, of just relatability, of experience, of, of really anything in the field of like, 
getting things done. Um, and so like the idea that like, I have to just understand that I cannot do it by myself. <laughs> like I really can't, I really cannot. That's why there's so many different, um, you know, business, <laughs> so loud. Um, but that's why there's so many different, um, titles, you know, in, in the things that we do and the importance of respecting that title. And, you know, if I have people coming to help me on set, I'm having you here because I trust you. And so I'm going to give you <laughs> the reins to do it. And if I'm being too annoying, please tell me. <laughs> like, I'm very much like that. Um, but yes, it's, it's just very, very important to give opportunities to. And exactly. And I, I want to go back to then you, you talked about um, wanting to give space to kids and helping kids. You know, I think, um, first of all, you know, it's just it's incredible that you, you know, came to the U.S. eight year old under DACA and have been able to, you know, and and, and have created what you've created. Um, and that is not an easy path. Um, and so, like you said, gave yourself flowers. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, the, the tenacity, the, you know, the, everything it takes to, to continue to, to do that. Um, and so, so what have you, how are you involved in helping kids or, or what have you seen? Like, is there a story of a kid who you've seen sort of take off or something like that? Yeah. Um, so one, I start, one of the starting gigs that I had as a photographer when I decided that I wanted to do it even before, um, 2019 ended, um, I would do school photos at schools and it was interesting experience because one, I love, love kids. I didn't get paid very much for doing it. Um, but I just love like dealing with kids and working with kids. Never wanted to be a teacher, <laughs> but <laughs> one of the things that I felt really called to do or that I, that kind of like, uh, stirred up inside of me as I would, as I would, um, you know, place the kids and make them feel comfortable in front of the camera was how much I wanted them to feel more seen. Um, because a lot of the kids that we would be shooting the portraits, like a lot of them would just be sad or they didn't know how to be in front of the camera. And some of them were interested in photography. And then like, it was just so, so many things that came up to me. And so I kind of came up with this thing where I wanted to do like this um, headshot series with kids in school so that their headshots would look headshots would look a little bit more lively and updated and who they are. Um, and so then now, like moving into today, um, I connected with some really wonderful people. Um, this woman, Sadaf, she runs this program called um, the Alpha Ambassadors. Um, and so I had also connected with an old friend, um, Elena Mudd. She worked for Daniel Levitt as, as well as I did. Um, and so we like ran into each other in the summer and she expressed she wanted to do this thing with kids. And just so it just like a lot of pieces like kept filling into the puzzle. And so I reached out to um, uh, Sadaf and we decided to like put together this program for kids um, in Brooklyn to basically learn photography and come up with a portfolio at the end of it. So we're, we're going to be helping them kind of do that and also just teaching them about photography, but not keeping it in the box that we're used to seeing photography as. So using us, people like me, people like uh, Mark Clennon, people like you know, current photographers in this day and day um, to use their work to show to these kids to be like, you can do this. What, how can you create? Like, what is in your mind that you want to create? What do you want to capture? Um, and just kind of like give them a little foundation to, to like get them, get them off their feet. So we're starting that on Monday and it's the first time I've put together <laughs> 
anything <laughs> at this magnitude. Um, and like they, the women that I'm working with have been such a wonderful help in like, you know, us helping to hold it, hold up each other um, during this process. But it's very exciting. We have a lot of like really great photographers that's going to be speaking and helping out. Um, but yeah, that, that is, that is what I'm currently working on. So. Wow. That's awesome. And, um, first of all, I mean, again, what's this February 3rd, you're in the middle of a blizzard in New York city. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've just seen all the pictures. <laughs> Uh, so the thought I was just imagining little kids, you're not little kids, but kids out there, like, let me take pictures of snow. <laughs> um, but I, I think, um, I just love the themes learning more about you, like the, the giving and how that comes, you know, full circle. Um, the, the asking for help in this program you're putting together, you know, like, and, and coming together and holding space. Um, it's just, you know, what a beautiful, uh, way to, you know, continue, um, allowing people to be seen. Um, and, and maybe that's sort of the final question for you. Like what, what does it mean for you to be seen? Ooh, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, wow. Hmm. I'm always so focused on like seeing people and um, allowing people to be seen. But I think for me, it, it just, hmm. <laughs> it means that I'm able to share the things that I want to do and for, I guess, for it to be received um, as it is. Um, yeah, like I, I don't, like I don't crave fame or anything. I'm not like, I, I just, I want whatever it is that I do, like I want people to actually see it and receive it. Um, not just see it, but like really really take it in um so i think i think that's what it means for me to be seen um i love when people talk to me i love when people like reach out to me i'm very like active in my i talk to people a lot um and have like actual conversations so that's that to me it makes me feel seen i love your answer of um just it's not just the like being seen, but that that's like the received part. Again, this is like everything about you is this like two way, um, which is the energy that you put out there. But the fact that then it's, you know, allowing that to be received as well is just, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. Um, I, what a pleasure to have you on Creative Live today. And thank you again to uh, Black Women Photographers for partnering with us for the series. Uh, we have three more amazing photographers coming up again every Wednesday this month uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, and you can, everybody can RSVP for that um, on creativelive.com slash TV. But Rashida, Tell us where everybody can find you, follow you, connect with you. You totally do interact with people. So I want, you know, give us all the places, hire you, give us all the places. All the things. <laughs> um, so my website is www.rashidaz.com. Um, and then my Instagram is Rashida, R-A-S-H-I-D-A-Z-A-G-O-N, Rashida Zagon. Um, just my full name. So lucky to get that. <laughs> um, and I, I guess I'm on Twitter too, but I don't know. My Twitter is the same, Rashida Zagon. Um, and then please email me. I like receiving emails. It's the same, Rashida, R-A-S-H-I-D-A-Z-A-G-O-N at gmail.com. And yeah, holler, say hi. <laughs> Before we go, I want you to rattle off all the different nicknames that people have for you because I just loved this. <laughs> Give us the nicknames. What can we call you? <laughs> Shedaz, S-H-E-E-D-A-Z. Initially, when I came up with that screen name, it was just Sheeta Z, and then everyone was calling me Shedaz, and I didn't understand why. It's because it says Shedaz. Um, Nidaz, 
my friends call me Nidas because at one point, or kind of still, I, I don't have great knees. <laughs> so they would call me Nidas. I have Cheetah. We have House of Zagon. Like the Game of Thrones. It's, yeah. There's 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 a lot of them. Rashida Z is the most important <laughs> one, though. <laughs> okay, Rashida, Rashida Z, but I like House of Zagon. I think that's a great one. <laughs> Uh, Once again, thank you to everybody who's tuned in um, from all over the world uh, today. And of course, you can rewatch if you're just tuning in, you're just catching the end of this, you can rewatch all of our videos on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. um, And you can also hear all of the We Are Photographers episodes, which this will be released also as an audio episode. You can go to creativelive.com slash podcast and see the over 100 conversations that we've had with incredible and talented photographers, filmmakers, industry folks uh, from all over the world there. And once again, thank you so much, Rashida. We will see you all next time right here on Creative Live. What a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. I'm Kenna Klosterman, and you've been listening to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. At Creative Live, we believe there's a creator in all of us. And yes, that means you. If you're looking to get fresh perspectives, inspiration, or skills to boost your hobbies, business, or life, head over to creativelive.com and check out the Creator Pass. That's our subscription that gives you access to over 1,500 classes on demand. Whether it's photo and video, art and design, craft, entrepreneurship, or personal finance, or even yoga, there is always something new to learn on Creative Live from the world's best educators. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review We Are Photographers wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and a five-star review goes a long way. And if you like this episode, tell someone about it. Word of mouth is the best way for us to reach more creators just like you. You can stay up to date with everything happening at Creative Live by following us on social media at Creative Live everywhere. And I'm at Kenna Klosterman on Instagram and at Kenna K Photo on Twitter. If there's anyone you want us to feature on the podcast, send me a message. Thank you again for being part of the global Creative Live community. And I'll see you all next week for another episode of We Are Photographers.